Hi, and welcome to episode 141 of Ignite Your Influence podcast. We have a fascinating episode today. Teresa Lodato is with us to talk about the mix of the scientific and the spiritual in becoming a stronger, more influential leader. And she talks about some of the tools that she uses in positive intelligence, in personality style understanding, and also in use of equine interaction, that is horses, to help people understand how to better influence people because the whole, because I said so, just really doesn't work anymore to really motivate people and really make people want to be motivated and be on board with everything you're trying to lead them to do. So we've got a fascinating conversation here where we go through lots of pieces of being an integrated leader. Curious of what that is? Listen in and enjoy episode 141. Welcome to Ignite Your Influence podcast, Teresa Lodato. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. And where are you dialing in from today? We're just meeting now. So where are you sitting? I am in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am halfway between San Francisco and Silicon Valley. So I'm uh, really kind of in the power center. Is what I a, think of. Plugged and in. it's such a beautiful area of the country. I love it up there. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I was really excited to talk to you because as 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 I was introduced to you and what you do, you have this really cool mix of the neuroscience sciencey stuff and the more intuitive woo-woo stuff, which I think is great because it it mixes sort of the the whole 360 of being human and being a leader and having influence. So I was super stoked to talk to you today. Um so thank you for your time. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here speaking with you. Yeah. And one of the things you said is that you help leaders become integrated leaders. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. So, you know, I've been a lifelong intuitive and my personal belief is everyone has intuitive gifts. We all have that inner knowing whether we access it or not. And so really what I do is I guide leaders to unleash those innate gifts within themselves and embrace their inner knowing so that they can become more effective in their personal and professional lives. Okay. Now what does inner knowing mean? Inner knowing. So that's here I am. I'm, I'm still kind of flying, trying to fly under the radar. You know, inner knowing can be your intuition. It can be uh, you know, people sense it so many different ways, but it's really accessing that that self-awareness, uh, empathy, all those emotional intelligence skills that, you know, so many people speak about, but then taking it and really embracing it with that intuition. So being able to react in the moment when a decision needs to be made and to be able to tap into that gift, to be able to provide you that information that perhaps you're missing. That's really what the inner knowing is. I mean, a lot of people can sit in meditation and get these great insights, you know, or go for a long walk and get all this creativity and openness. But the key, especially for conscious leaders, what I call conscious leaders, effective leadership and integrated leadership, is really about being able to access that in the moment to recognize you know even if there's a whole bunch of stress going on they're able to drop in tune in really quickly access the information and then power forward mm -hmm. and it sounds like part of this is on the job in your leadership role but part of this is also your own knowledge of yourself and the decisions you need to make for yourself would that be accurate 
Absolutely. I mean, being an integrated leader just isn't your role, you know, your career, what you're doing. It's about bringing your full self to your role. It's about knowing your personal values. And I know we spoke a little bit about this, knowing what your personal brand is, and then aligning yourself with that, utilizing the tool of your intuition, your inner knowing to guide those choices and decisions so that you're in alignment. Because the closer you are aligned with who you are authentically, you're going to come across to people in a really genuine way, which is going to encourage people that you're managing or that you're leading to really follow what you have to say. It gives you that authority, that authenticity. And then you're also able to tap into that inner knowing to know how to connect with people. You know, it's, there are a lot of great communication tools out there, but really what I help people is to take that communication that step further, that little bit deeper so that they can connect in a way that's meaningful. And this can be with, you know, the people on your team, this could be with, with clients, it could be in your personal life, but it's also that connection to self. And I think all of those aspects, you know, we can't focus on, you know, uh, if you think of a whole body, you can't just focus on your left hand. You know, you have to look at, okay, what's what's going on with your right hand and, and how are things being integrated and balanced? Because if you put too much focus in one area and not others, then you're not integrated. You're not an integrated leader. So it's more of a holistic approach. Well, and part of becoming confident and feeling comfortable in your leadership role is having that comfort in yourself. And from, from looking at your biography, you've come at this from having been in a very high stress, essentially a burned out place career wise. Um, and, and this is sort of, you, this is, it sounds like the information you wish you had. Absolutely. I have been one of those people who have, has never raised my hand and said, pick me, pick me. I want to be the leader. I've, I've always been one of those people where the leaders have chosen me. They've said, hey, Teresa, you know, step up. We need you to do this. And, you know, it started in the Navy. You know, it, it happened in college. It, you know, it happened in my career in financial services. And so it's always been kind of this opportunity for me, but absolutely, had I known, I mean, there's, we don't really have as women, I mean, we, we have role models, but I think in this day and age, we're starting to get the role models that are really being those great leaders, you know, leaders who trust their inner knowing and leverage it to make difficult decisions with confidence, you know, understanding the importance of slowing down in order to speed up to become mm. more effective. And that's really what I think is the opportunity these days, you know, especially with COVID and everything that's been going on, we had this great gift. And I know there was a lot of tragedy and everything else that, that happened, but there was this great gift. It was like the universe was saying, pause, slow down, take a breath and be able to reevaluate. And I think that integrated leaders today are able to do that without missing a step. Mm, I love it. And and let's talk about this stress for a minute because you you, you work again as this integrated leaders where they've got their their own internal life aligning with their external life. Um and and when we're stressed, that alignment can get all knocked out of whack, right? 
Absolutely. <laughs> when you are fearing or fleeing or freezing because you're stressed out, your brain just kind of like, you know, you can't think, you can't think of your words, you can't think of decisions, you don't have confidence, right? Because you're in that stressed induced moment. So one of the gifts of the integrated leader is really to be able to recognize and mitigate that stress really quickly and then be able to access their intuition so that they can choose what the next right step is. And so intuition, I, I'm an intellectualizer and my reasoning and my logic gets in the way of hearing that what you call inner knowing. So how do we do that? How do we shut up the intellectualizing and say, all right, step aside for a sec. You know, how do we <laughs> drop in, as you say, um, to, to find that intuition? How do we know if, if it's intuition? Like, how do we, how do we know? Yeah, well, it's a practice, just like everything in life. And, you know, it's one reason why my business is called Becoming Aware. It's because it's not a one size fit all. It's not all of a sudden you are aware and then you just, you know, your life is perfect, right? It's about that process of becoming, of practicing. And so I think the one key thing, and it ties into that stress response, is recognizing what's going on in your brain. You know, recognizing, are you, are you stressed because you have too little neuropinephrine or are you stressed because you have too much neuropinephrine? And so being able to recognize that, and I can break that down for you if you'd like, yeah. will actually, you know, let you, or it will inform you so that you can make the right choice to get yourself back into that integrated, um, integrated point. And so, uh, so with, when you have too little neuropropinephrine going on in your brain, you typically are in that state of paralysis, of procrastination, or maybe overthinking. You're in that neural loop where you're getting off the freeway and you're turning around and getting right back on and then off the freeway and getting right back on. It's that, that aspect of the freeze and flight in the stress response. And so when people are in that state, and it's not like, just as a side note, it's not like you're either one or the other. I, that's another thing that I really want to dispel in the integrated leader. You are never one or the other. It's not black or white. Okay. We're all shades of gray along the spectrum. And so there may be times when you're paralyzed and then there may be times when you're overstressed. But when you recognize that you're in that state of too little, too little neuropinephrine and you're paralyzed or overthinking, you're kind of frozen. The best thing for you to do is not to breathe. <laughs> That's your to go outside and get a walk. Those, did you say, did you say not to breathe? <laughs> yeah, not to breathe, you know, not to deep breathe. You know how people say, oh, if you're stressed, just take a few deep breaths. That's actually not the best response when you have too little going on in your brain with the neuropinephrine. Ah. The best thing for you to do is to focus on your values and to, you know, to think about the gratitude. So say you're at work and you've got this big project that you've got to do, or you've got a, you know, a challenging team that you're trying to bring everyone together and it's really stressing you out and you feel paralyzed. You feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Uh, gosh, I'm just, I, I can't even think straight, right? It's that kind of feeling in your body. That's your frozen feeling. The best thing to do is to focus on the values. What do you value about your team? What do you value about yourself? What do you value about your job? Whatever it is that will bring you back into alignment and then focus on that and be grateful for it. And as you do that, so you focus on the fact, 
what 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 will I be valuing? What values will I be honoring if I allow my team to to collaborate? If I if I see the best in each one of the people that I'm I'm managing, what what am I valuing in that? What am I honoring? And when you do that, that it snaps you out. It's almost like a rubber band that's being released and it releases the neuropinephrine to, you know, bring you back into that integrated, integrated space. Now, if you are overstressed, which is typically where I go, where I just, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my God, don't even talk to me because I can't contain any more thoughts in my head. Like I just don't even talk. I, I just, I need silence, right? That's kind of the overstress space. And when you're there, that's when it's key to <sighs> take mm. that deep breath and drop in. So depending upon where you are in the moment will bring you back into that integrated, that balanced state of mind in your brain. And then from there, you're able to drop in and, and check in with your intuition, check in with your inner knowing. But the practice of it is something that you're doing every day throughout the day in order to have it at the ready, you know, for when you tap into it, it's there, it's ready. Wow. Okay. So where does, one of the tools that I saw on your website that you work with people on is positive intelligence. Now I know a lot of this is emotional intelligence and understanding your own stressed state and being able to regulate that, but what is positive intelligence? Yeah, so positive intelligence. I work with uh, Shazard Shamin, and he is the author, the best-selling author of Positive Intelligence, and he was actually the um, one of the the leaders at the coaching where I, I did my coaching certification, the Coactive Training Institute CTI, and so he ran CTI for a while, and he did a lot of he uh, lectures at Stanford and did a lot of work with um, with some research at Stanford in order to help people, to help leaders, to help teams, really when they get into those states of paralysis, and he takes it from the aspect of your saboteurs and your inner allies, okay? And so, you know, those, those two aspects recognizing, you know, he calls them saboteurs. I think of them as allies in disguise, and I'll give you the distinction in a moment. But really it's about recognizing when those saboteurs are showing up in your life. So when you are experiencing guilt, anxiety, worry, stress, fear, those are opportunities for those limiting beliefs, those limiting perspectives to show up in your life. And it can really hold us back. You know, I, I used to be in sales. And so when I work with salespeople, you know, there's not only the, the fear of failure, but a lot of people have a fear of success. And they don't recognize that limiting belief. And so the positive intelligence tool that, that I will sometimes bring into coaching sessions are really geared towards meeting clients where they are. You know, if, if clients don't have the capacity or they don't have a practice, maybe they don't have a meditation practice or really aren't in touch with their intuition, someone perhaps like you that's really intellectual and relies heavily on logic, the positive intelligence tools that I use are really helpful to start begin that process, begin that journey of inner knowing and tapping into those innate gifts and strengths. Um, so that's one thing, but you know, bringing it back to saboteurs versus allies in disguise, mm. 
The reason I frame it that way is because I believe words have power. And so when we speak to a saboteur, it almost puts us in this energy of us and them. It mm. puts us in this energy of, of conflict, of, you know, uh, of competition. And so I like to shift it to allies in disguise because truly those inner aspects of ourselves are allies. They're looking to protect us. They're looking to keep us safe. And, and they've just gotten kind of hyperactive. It's almost like a cancer cell. You know, it starts out mm. as a good cell, but then it starts to change in a certain way and then it becomes detrimental for us. And so the tools that I use in positive intelligence and then also the tools that I use to meet leaders who have a practice, who have that ability to at least get in touch with some of their inner knowing, then I'm able to bring in some deeper concepts to help them really mine for their gifts and their strengths, and then be able to use them going forward in their lives. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think I've, it's, I've visited a similar concept called subpersonalities where it's these, these protectors inside that you've developed over the years that don't serve you anymore, but ultimately they were there to, to help you out. So it's been, it's an interesting concept. Absolutely. Now you also do work with personality styles. Mm -hmm. Where does that fit into this integrated leader? You know, that's interesting because the more I studied neuroscience, the more I recognized that personality styles are really kind of a reflection of how our brain works. And so I don't look at personality styles or personality assessments in the same way. However, they are still really useful, I feel, even though neuroscientists will, will argue with me, uh, especially about the majority of the personality assessments out there. But where I think it really benefits the integrative leader is when they're you know, they, we, we all have our inner and outer voices is how I like to refer to it. You know, the outer voices is how we're speaking to another person. It's our, our pace, our intonation, the words we're choosing, how we're communicating. And then the, the integrated leader takes all those things and understands where the other person is and then speaks to that. So they're mm -hmm. able to meet them where they are. And I think that's the power of personality styles is that understanding who you are, which is that inner voice, but then also being able to change or adapt in the moment so that you can speak to someone so that they can hear you and so that you can listen to others. So in ways that make you feel that they feel heard, you know, so it's really kind of this, I, I think of it as kind of that infinity flow, you know, of giving and receiving and being in the moment to be able to adjust your communication so that you can create that opportunity for connection. Mm. And that connection is ultimately what we're trying to get as leaders trying to build influence with people so they get on board with what we want. Absolutely. And it is one of the strongest skills that effective, what I call conscious leaders uh, is, is being able to take that communication but then move it to that deeper level of connection. And, you know, some of the things uh, integrative leaders excel at are their ability to be flexible, curious, seek to understand both, you know, themselves as well as others. And, you know, understanding, like I said, that words have power, you know, that you know yourself, you know how to respond to stress and that you're aware of both that inner and outer voice. Uh, there's a show, and I'm going to 
temporarily blank on the name. Uh, it was a Netflix hit, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is like when I talk to people and I talk about being an integrative leader, a conscious leader, I point them to that show. I don't know if you've seen it or if your listeners have, have watched it. He excels at being the integrated leader. He's curious, he's open-minded. People don't think he can do the job and he's stepping up, he's stepping through that fear and being courageous and able to, to lead in the way that he knows his strengths are. And you know he's always seeking to understand. And then he's using his intuition, he's using his knowledge as well as kind of those gut feelings, that inner knowing to inform the decisions and to be able to make connections with his players so that he can achieve the best from each and every one of them. And I think that's just a, a great model for people that are thinking, huh, how can I be, you know, what does it look like to be an integrative leader? Mm. And, and I love what you're saying about, you know, about Ted Lasso treating each person as an individual. And I think that's such an important piece of learning how to connect and be influential is that there's not one way to lead. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are mm. all unique. And yeah. when we realize that and we embrace that, we stop having these stereotypical assumptions or expectations. And I think that's what really kills relationships is when you're expecting someone to be this and they don't live up to it. And then you, that builds the resentment. It builds, you know, you think, oh, they're just lazy or they're not good enough or every other thing. But seeing people for who they are, recognizing their own unique gifts and strengths, and then figuring out how do we leverage those? How can I embrace, have those people embrace that and bring it to the table so that they can contribute in their best way possible. And when you form teams that way, or when you're on an existing team, perhaps you're taking over a team, recognizing everyone's areas of strength and then giving them the tools that they need in order to really embrace, empower, and tap into their own inner knowing, that's when you start having teams that just wow, they take off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. Because they feel valued, they feel strong, and they feel like they can do their best work. Absolutely. And you're yeah. getting, you're getting the best work. And they're right. excited to be doing their best work. And they're asking for more. And everyone's being authentic. And you're able to connect. And you're able to have conversations so that, yeah, they feel heard, but that they also feel safe. To mm -hmm. talk. I think that's another thing that comes up on a lot of teams and even for a lot of leaders when they're, you know, in in their in their working environments, is that they don't really know how to have those healthy boundaries. You know, because being a great leader isn't just about all the good stuff. It's about being able to take charge and do the hard thing even when it's not commonly acceptable to do it. It's mm -hmm. about that integrity to yourself, your own values, which drive your own personal brand. And I think the more clear, the more aware each and every one of us can become, the more opportunity there is for effective, higher performance, you know, greater results, greater impact. And I think that's really what leaders are looking to do. Mm, I love it. And hence the name of your coaching business, Becoming Aware. Absolutely. <laughs> so how do you work with people, Teresa? How do, you, uh, how do you help them along this integrated leadership path? 
Yeah, absolutely. I work one to one and I also do group facilitation with some circles. I've got a leadership circle and then I have a, a woman's circle. And then I also take people out of their environment. So, you know, pre COVID would take groups out for nature experiences or experiences with four legged friends is how I like to team it. So um, I did a lot of competitive horseback riding growing up. And so I love to use horses, especially with leaders and teams because animals, whether it's dogs or horses, but horses are so powerful because so many people just don't have that experience. You can't force a horse to do things, <laughs> right? You you know, when you're in the work environment, so many leaders are like, just do it because I told you to do it. It needs to get done, right? Mm. It's not about that. It's about how do I tune into myself? How do I recognize what's going in on my, in my body right now in the moment? And then how can I change that, adapt that, shift it? so that I can become a more effective communicator. And so much of our communication, it is the words we're using, but like I said, it's the intonation, it's the feeling behind it, it's the, mm. the triggers that we have inside of us. You know, certain words may trigger us a certain way, and so we might not respond in a way that another person is speaking. There's all these things that are going on. There's the body language, how we're carrying ourselves. All of this is informing our communication. When you come to a horse, a horse you don't know and who doesn't know you, and you start to have that experience with this, you know, huge animal, it really brings you back into that place of, okay, how do I calm down? How do I get centered? How can I communicate non-verbally? And in order to request that a task be done, request that the horse raise its hoof so that you can hold it and, you know, and rub its leg or, or pick its hoof. How do I communicate in a way so that this big animal that is relying alone on their own intuition, they're relying on their instincts to be able to respond favorably and get them to do what I'm asking them to do. So that's that's always a really fun way for me to work with clients. But typically it's just, you know, the one on one or the group facilitations. <laughs> that's fascinating. <laughs> I love that. So I, how did you develop that? That system, that's just, I, I'm fat. I used to be an animal trainer. I worked with sea lions and seals and then birds oh of my prey. Gosh. So you know all about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not in connection with leadership though. So talk to me a little bit about how you develop this, this, this program. I mean, that's freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done a lot of work. Um, I, I, one of my values is being of service. And so I've done a lot of work with equine therapy over the years. Um, you know, I, I absolutely adore horses, you know, have my whole life. Like I said, I competed for years. And so for me, you know, whether I was working with a child that had physical limitations and getting them comfortable with the horse or, or children that, uh, you know, perhaps didn't have the ability to, to speak effectively. So I had to learn to communicate in ways to help them to you know have develop this relationship with the horse and as i went through grad school studying psychology and then went on to do my coach training i recognized wow this would be a really powerful way to really integrate that ecotherapy with my coaching practice and so it it was something you know i um i had talked to a couple other coaches who you know have have played in this arena with with horses and whatnot 
And when I spoke with them, I realized, wow, you know, yes, everything you're doing, and I've got some additional tools that I can bring that can really make things powerful. It's awesome. Very, very cool. And so, so interesting, fascinating. So if people want to learn more about you, where do they go? They can go to my website, www.teresaladato.com. And I'm also found on all the socials. You can get more of a feel for me there and to learn more about what I do. But the best place is to, to direct you to my website. All right. Well, I will put that link and some of the other links in the show notes. I'll also link the <laughs> Positive Intelligence site so you can take a look at that if you're interested. And of course, Ted Lasso on Netflix. We'll take a peek at that. So, um, Teresa, thank you so much for your insights. It's been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. And I love your podcast. So I will be continuing to listen. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much, Teresa Lodato, for talking to us about integrated leadership. And I'm just absolutely fascinated that she uses horses to help illustrate leadership qualities and the ability to be an integrated leader. Fascinating stuff. I'm going to run out and grab that positive intelligence book because that fascinates me as well. So jump out, learn a little bit more, look at Teresa's website. And if you want more from me, you can find it at yourchangedspeaker.com. Subscribe to Ignite Your Influence podcast. If you want a little get over it book about the dealing with the discomforts of change, you can find that on Amazon. That's my book. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on episode 141. Go out there and be influential, everyone. <laughs>